This crowd has hollered itself weak. Henderson at second. Molitor at first. One out of the ninth. 6-5 Philadelphia. Stottlemyre and Castillo throwing in case of extra innings. Fastball is hit to left field. Down the line. In the corner. Home run. Joe Carter who took the 2-0 pitch for a strike right down the middle. Hits the 2-1 pitch over the left field wall. And the Toronto Blue Jays come back with three in the bottom of ninth inning to become the world's champions yet again. The final score, Toronto 8, Philadelphia 6. Welcome to uh, another episode of Jays from Home. Uh, we are back podcasting together. My name is Matt Gower, and this is my brother Steve. Um, yeah. And, uh, I don't know if the microphone picked that up, but uh, that's my dog having zoomies right now in the background. Are those flappy ears that I'm hearing? Um, no, it's uh, it's paws running on carpet. I see. I see. Yeah. Um, I haven't had a dog in a while, so zoomies is... I think that's a term that uh, was created after... Um, that I wasn't aware of when, when I had a dog. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I, it's a very popular term now, so... Um, my, my dog definitely did have zoomies at the... <laughs> but we did not define that term. Um, right off the top, though, um, we're all being light. Uh, one one thing that I should mention, you, you probably... Um, if if all uh, audio technicalities go okay. You probably heard uh, Vin Scully calling uh, Joe Carter's um, uh, game-winning home run in Game 6 of the 93 World Series. And uh, recently, this past week, uh, Vin Scully passed away. Um, he was my favorite baseball, baseball broadcaster. Um, anybody just, like Steve, you, you and I both went to broadcasting school. And I'm surprised, actually, that for me, I'm, I'm assuming for you too, that his um, broadcasts never came up because he, um, I would say, is a perfect... Um, example of a baseball broadcaster. He he tells well, stories. I have the feeling it's because we didn't do a lot of sports broadcasting on that uh, radio. Probably. <laughs> so, no, but he he was able to to weave in stories to the base, baseball broadcast while calling the game, and he did it all like into his eighties, like just usually on his own solo in the booth, and it was just really great to watch. And um, you know, I'd mentioned that uh, he's kind of a in my in my Twitter post about his death that he was kind of a common thread through baseball and someone posted this uh brian armin graham posted this which was very interesting uh vin scully's first year um broadcasting dodger games was connie max last as a manager so there hasn't been a baseball season from 19 or sorry from 1886 through 2016 without one of the, one or the other working in it so that's um connie max hmm. last game i think was in 1950 i see and so, he only retired like a couple of years ago, right? 2016, yeah. So, so well, more um, than a couple. He's, he's he's seen a lot of baseball games, and uh, one of the common things that a lot of people are saying as well is he never complained about the state of the game. He was always, um, you know, uh, non-judgmental and and presented the game as it is, and 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 uh, in a, in a very positive, uh, entertaining way. So, so he never complained about uh, catchers going down to one knee or anything like that. He did not. He did not. He might have had an anecdote about knees. Uh, he, he had it. He, I wonder, like, if, if we were to, like, extract the database of his brains, all the stories that he never used or all, all the different sto- thing, knowledge that just existed in his brain, it would, it would be uh, a lot of hard drives. Uh, yeah, probably. But, yeah. Um, okay, well, let's uh, get into the results this week. I see the record on, uh, on the top there. Is that accurate to, to last night's game? Yes, it is. Okay, so fifty nine to forty eight plus. And two we're recording this. Race. We're recording this Sunday morning, so last night being Saturday. Yeah, fifty nine and forty eight. So I think overall, it's uh, it's been a a good week. Like nothing. I mean, there there are what uh, two and three so far, but I think overall, well, when, it's been a good week. If you look at it from a results standpoint. Yeah, it's been okay, I guess, because they're they're you know they're on the road and everything. Um, from a health standpoint, that's a different story, which we'll get to. Um, so Tuesday they beat the Rays three to one. Um, I, did I watch? Yes, I watched that game in the hotel room in Fredericton as the kids were all sleeping. So so um, I, I was able to watch that one. I I'm 
I haven't watched a ton of games over the past two weeks because um, the Wi-Fi at the campground uh, didn't let me. So uh, luckily, we did have we did have um, uh, satellite TV for those rainy days, but uh, didn't get to see a ton of baseball over the past couple weeks. So so uh, you're going to have to kind of be my eyes and ears, uh, m- maybe a little bit here. Maybe maybe a little bit, but I didn't uh, see a lot of games. I listened to the Wednesday game. It was a three-two lost versus the Rays, although yeah. I was working at the same time, so I didn't quite pay attention to everything. Yeah, um, I, I was driving. We were driving home from Quebec City uh, listening to that one. It's That one was uh, – oh, that one was – I remember now. That was a Kikuchi start. Uh, and yes. It wasn't, he, he, he it wasn't okay. bad. He pitched yeah. okay. Um, he's, he's gotten – I think he's fixed some things in the minor leagues, but we'll have to see, um, you know, down the road. Like um, – People are talking a little bit more about playoffs, and I think that uh, really, like, we're going to see a, a three or four uh, pitcher m- rotation maximum. So we'll see if he, he fit where he fits in as far as being in the rotation or being um, a, a kind of a swingman reliever. But uh, yeah, he's pitching okay. Yeah, I'd say um, probably bullpen. Uh, I yeah. can't see him as a starter in any of the playoff. Well, games. it depends on how how the how the like. It depends. Like in the, in the wild card round, I would say three pitchers. You know, you, you're you're probably not going to see Kikuchi depending on how the how the rotation plays out. But they'll probably try to try to massage that a little bit. But um, assuming they they make the playoffs and nothing disastrous happens in the meantime. <laughs> but uh, you know, in those in those, um, I think where it really comes down to it is in those seven game series because I think the ALDS is still five games. But the the seven game series, you might need to stretch out your rotation a little bit. But those off days can kind of help with that as well. So we'll see. But Thursday. Um, the Jays beat the Twins uh, 9-3. Yeah, this this was one where I was mistaken about the start time of the game because usually when the Jays play a central team, they don't start till like 8 o'clock Eastern. So I didn't realize that this was a 7.30 start for... So you uh, tuned in late, is that what you're saying? Yeah, so I missed the first probably couple of innings and then I don't remember exactly what happened, but uh, I, I also missed... The what was it a six run eighth inning? I completely missed yeah. that one. Well, I think that one Vladdy hit like a line drive home run uh, yeah. out of the ballpark pretty quickly. It to, was uh, it was a it was a busy inning, and I I did not see that at all. Like I just happened to to check the score before we turned the game back on, and I'm like whoa nine to three. How did that happen? So uh, yeah. so not uh, not a useful pair of eyes for you on that one. Well, I, I watched that game, but uh, one one thing. Uh, speaking of, of of health from players, Manoa was hit in the throwing arm for the second straight game in that game, but he actually ended up uh, staying uh, in the game. He had that same inning, though. He did let in um, a few a run or two at least. Uh, he had a tough inning, but he he he, he uh, powered through and uh, was able to, to to have a good outing. And the Jays won. Yeah, that's that's something that came up last week too. When I uh, in when I was recording, is that uh, I, you know. It was a no decision for me because uh, thus far there haven't been any major injuries as a result of the pitchers or players getting hit by things, but they keep getting hit by by things, so their luck yeah. is going to run out eventually. But anyway, well, we'll we'll, we'll get to that. <laughs> um, Friday night they lost to the Twins in extra innings, six to five. I I went to bed right before the Twins' bottom half of that tenth because I was just getting really really late and I was really tired. Uh, but um, the interesting thing about that extra inning loss, Jordan Romano was pitching, but it was the he is the this is according to stats by stats on Twitter. Jordan Romano is the only MLB pitcher in the modern era to strike out a batter, allow no hits, and issue no walks in a game, and yet get an out and take the loss. So um, yeah, I think there was like a stolen they uh, they he struck a, a batter out, but like it was one of those situations where like he like it was a wild pitch and the and the catcher missed it, so the runner reached first base. Yes. Um, and I think the um, what happened next. I, I think the, the runner advanced to third on that play yeah, as yeah. well. because otherwise he wouldn't have he would have been stuck in second. Yeah, and and then um, uh, the uh, the runner on first um, they gave him um, he stole he stole the base basically, but it was basically defensive indifference because they didn't throw to him. And then um, I guess on a fielder's choice. Uh, the next batter, uh, the run scored. So that's how they lost <laughs> that game without uh, without actually giving up a hit or an, any uh, runs or or a hit, a hit or a walk or anything. So that was a little bit of a weird result. Um, they were down uh, and they actually mended a bit of a comeback yeah. uh, during that game. 
That's what I was saying. Like that one, I mean, that was a weird loss, and uh, it, yeah. it was disappointing that they couldn't get uh, get the go ahead run with bases loaded in the top of the tenth. But you know, yeah, whatever. They, they, yeah, they, they should have they should have scored in that situation. But like, and also, also though, like, I don't know. That's one of those situations where the runner on second and extra innings uh, rears its ugly face. I, I don't know. I think I, I would still I still prefer the the empty bases and extra innings. You know, I, I don't care if the games go extra long because uh, if it's too late, I'll decide to turn off the TV anyways because. Uh, you know we need sleep. I it, I don't think it's a it's a it's more of a um, saving pitcher arms. Yeah, than, and I mean yes, part of it is ending the game early, but I, I think it's it's not they're not so much worried about the speed of the game as they are the the pitchers and the team is wanting to save their pitchers. But that was a whole pandemic 2020 thing because yeah. they were fitting in so many games and they, it just kind of held over. Anyways, um, so Saturday night they lost to the Twins uh, seven to three. And speaking of injuries, um, on a on a sacrifice uh, bunt to, that that scored a run, Tim Mesa suffered a yeah. suffered a shoulder dislocation in that one. That's uh, uh, my strikeout, but not so much the play. Um, I mean, because no, it was it was a, it was a it was a, a it's a very weird like play because when you watch yeah. the replay, it doesn't look like his arm or shoulder went backwards. So it's no, no. weird to see to that he actually dislocated his shoulder on that. But it's a strikeout for me because it happened after the trade deadline, so their options are a little bit limited. Um, maybe maybe things well, will change when Stripling comes back from the injured yep. list. Yep. But uh, it's. Uh, uh, a left-handed arm and, that they've lost, and they can't do anything to uh, uh, pull up major league level replacements. And in in the broadcast uh, yesterday, I think they also mentioned because because it was like such a late uh, injury. Uh, I don't think they'll have any left-handed relievers in the bullpen no. for the Sunday game. Um, and you, I think you added a couple notes here. Vladdy hit his oh yes, uh, reached his uh, his seventeenth. He hit in his 17th consecutive game, and Guriel, uh his 19th uh, straight game, reaching base. Reaching base. Guess. So I guess that includes, like, walks, um, fielders, choice, oh, yeah, yeah. hit by pitch. I don't think he's being hit by pitch, but, uh, yeah. So And, and I, think, I think they said on the broadcast that that's the longest in the majors right now, the 19 games, for reaching base. Oh, is it? I'm, I'm not sure. I'm, I, I, I'm it's either that or Vlad's 17 game hitting streak is the longest. I think one his, of those I think two. his hitting hitting streak is, is one of the longer ones for sure. Um, no, I was thinking like let's get to our like home strikeouts and home runs and all. Of the, we we need to to name this segment, but I don't know what to name it. But I was just thinking that like, we should name this segment because uh, yeah, I I've been fine uh, weaving them into our discussions like I did so uh, masterfully when I mentioned my strikeout relating to Mesa's injury. So. I don't think we need to name it a segment, but what's your strikeout? And I think well, my my strikeout, yeah, my my strikeout is that Alec Manoa's arm attracts too many baseballs. So I think what he needs to do is is with his throwing arm, uh, you know, borrow Vladdy's arm protector or something, and then like pitch with the arm protector on. I I, I can't imagine that'd be very effective for his pitches. <laughs> well, it, it it would save him from injury. That's all. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, um, I have uh, a no decision, and we'll talk about this some more. Um, but uh, I'll just quickly go over. It was the, oh, I think, the I Jays. Think we are, yeah, we're, we're uh, agreeing on this one. Yeah, trade deadline moves. Oh, I didn't see it. I just copied it from my, my other document that I have going. Um, yeah, the Jays trade deadline moves. I mean, I'm okay with them. Uh, I was One of my thoughts was, and I think this was a little misguided, but I, and I didn't mention it to you, but my thought was, my thought process was like, um, is it sometimes maybe okay for teams to not make big deals because they are they're satisfied with the team that they have and they think that they're they're good the way they are? But at the same time, I think probably adding to the team is uh, better than not. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that you can always use more depth as as we're seeing this week because yes. you're going to have players just go down. So you always need more depth. So if if your if your team uh does nothing like for instance the guardians or the white Sox. uh as a fan you should be very disappointed and and the, and and, and the, the the jays they they did make some moves they they addressed um they addressed what they wanted to address i just don't think that they got the players that they were initially targeting well um and and based on some of the deals that went through i think i'm happy with the trades that they didn't make um as i talked to Sherry Cerny last week on the podcast, we both were kind of in an agreement that 
you know, when you have a lineup that's working pretty well, you don't want to take away from the active roster. And the, no, the Jays no. didn't do that. So I think, you know, they didn't lose too much in terms of prospects either. So Yeah, there was only really two teams that um – well, one team really that took away from its active roster, but they um, and that was San, the San Diego Padres, uh, where they traded <laughs> yes. one of the among the prospects. They traded their closer for for Josh Hader, and they traded um, 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 oh, what's his name? Um, let me just go to the trade here. Uh, Luke Voigt um, to the Nationals. Originally, um, Eric Hosmer was supposed to go to the Nationals, but he he nixed that deal. But they they ended up tra- trading Eric Hosmer to the Red Sox. So they ended up moving, I think, three player position players off their roster. But but that was kind of one of those things where they were trying to, especially with Hosmer, move they were trying to move his salary off of the team and they haven't yeah. been able to until until now. Well and and I'm sure we'll get to that later, but I, even if it doesn't work out for this season, they've they've got Juan Soto for another two, two more years. So two I do, years, yeah. even though I backtracked what I said last week, uh, that where I said that last week I changed my mind saying that Soto wouldn't be traded at the deadline. The week before, you'll recall, I did say that Soto would be traded by the deadline. When you asked well, me to me, it, it really seemed like one of those like off season moves because you want to have like as many uh, teams in the mix as possible. But uh, I think that based on the return that they got, let's just go through that trade because uh, uh, we, we'll, we'll talk more about other trades too. But they got, um, they got, oh, they got, yeah, Josh Bell, uh, who's a switch hitting first baseman, and oh, this guy named Juan Soto, um, who is uh, the best player. Um, so not Greg Soto. They didn't get Greg Greg Soto for no, all those no. players. No, Juan Soto and Josh Bell for um, from the Nats, uh, Mackenzie Gore, C.J. Abrams, which he has had some playing time. Both and Gore has as well, well um, on the on the um, Padres roster. Uh, Robert Hassel the third, James Wood. Uh, an outfielder and right-hander, Jarlin, Jarlin, Jarlin. I don't know Susanna. So they, they people are, are saying that this is a really good um, haul for for the, the the Nationals based on 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 what they what was available. So so this could be uh, you know a good move for, move for the future uh, for the for the Nats, but it's a good move for the present for um, for the Padres. And anytime you're acquiring acquiring Juan Soto, you're going to be the winner of that deal, no matter who you're trading away. Yeah, like. yeah. Um, well, Josh Bell was also, uh, I think, even the Blue Jays were rumored to look in, be looking into Josh Bell, but I think they were. That was kind of like throwing throwing things out there and seeing what they could yeah. get. Yeah. But, um, uh, so. What 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 would be what's your home run? Uh, well, for the, that's an is, odd home run that I'm looking at in your notes. Yeah, here. yeah. Well, I I put down Springer on the injured list. Uh, now, last week I was saying that uh, that my strikeout was that Springer was going in and out of the lineup and not getting time to rest his elbow. Uh, I but and I wanted the Blue Jays to take him out of the lineup for an extended period. I wasn't expecting them to go on on. Uh, the, the injured list, but I think, you know, 10-day injured list that all, he, he apparently got an anti-inflammatory shot, which in in when I think of that, I'm like, did he just get like a shot of liquid Advil or something or? Maybe. Uh, no, but, but, also- uh, but yeah, so he'll get some time to, to rest. And I think that the only way that this was possible was because of their trade deadline moves, uh, picking up Whit Merrifield, because I think we saw earlier in the season playing Tapia full time isn't something that worked but having like a good mix of players to give them options um like we saw Tapia come off the bench last night it didn't work out but you know using him in short stretches is better than using him full time when Springer can't play yeah and also also to note um he's he's on the IL retroactive to August the 5th so he's going to come off on the 10 day um on the 15th of of That's, August i guess yeah, so Monday. So yeah so, so it's not that long of a of a stint when you factor in the games he's already missed. Um, so, yeah. Um, so, my home run though is is that, uh, and I think they've mentioned this like a thousand times on the broadcast, is that Vladi is playing in like MVP form. He he looks like twenty twenty one Vladi. He's hitting extra base hits. He's he's getting on base. Uh, Seventeen game hitting streak. Uh, so so he's doing what the what the team needs him to be doing. Uh, you know. Uh, Partly because the other team, the other players around him are also hitting really well. Like they're they're putting in uh, Gurriel Jr. in the leadoff spot, and and you know uh, uh, 
uh, Teoscar is hitting well, and and, and the, the the that top half of the lineup is doing re- really well. So, uh, and because of that, uh, it helps to for Vladdy to to get some good pitches. I, to, to I hit. think they they might need to change up uh, Kirk's position in the lineup a little bit because he's been he's kind of being a little quiet lately. But yeah, he uh, dropped below three hundred for the first time yeah. in, a, in a while. And Espinel hasn't been hitting that great either. But no. uh, he well he did get a home run the other night. I can't remember which night it was. I think it was maybe the uh, the the loss on Friday in extra innings, um, but on the other hand, to go with that, Biggio has been pretty solid in his utility role, so they're able to take Espinel's bat out of the lineup and have someone who can get on base at the bottom of the lineup, and then they also still have Espinel on the bench, so it's not yeah. terrible. So like, yeah, they've got um, they're. they're their their depth uh, on the bench has definitely increased, which is something that they need. If you if you read uh, Dow of Steve's um, newsletter, that was one thing that he was actually, uh, and I think the most recent one um, on Substack that he was um, saying before the trade trade deadline that the Jays needed to address because of Springer's injury history, they needed to kind of get more more uh, depth uh, in, in the in the from from the hitting um, as well as the pitching. So so they definitely did address that. So um, let's let's talk about the trade deadline. Let's go to the the weekly poll. Um, the weekly poll question this week was, did the Blue Jays, and we kind of uh, covered on this a little bit, but did the Blue Jays do enough to keep up with the competition at the trade deadline? And is yes, no, or we'll have to wait and see. Um, I I guess it d- depends on, uh, I think it has to be, we'll have to wait and see, because it depends on how the additions on the other teams turn out, right? That's um, that's what I said too, but the majority of people said said no, but... I think that uh, we'll have to see how it plays out, but this week is one of those uh, situations where we're seeing it play out, and it's, it, they, they could definitely use more depth. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's uh, I, I, yeah, I can't say anything more than that. Though. Like, it was my no decision, so uh, like I'm kind of neutral on it. I think, um, you know, maybe some of the teams that got better players that maybe subtracted from their lineup. Um, like, I think, I think I heard something on the broadcast saying. Uh, um, the Yankees traded away Montgomery to uh, the Pirates, right? I think. No, no, the, the, that was the uh, the, the uh, Cardinals. Cardinals, sorry, and they For and Harrison Bader. And I think um, he had a f- he pitched a, at least five innings of uh, shutout baseball to the Yankees. So he, he, that trade has already come back to bite them a little bit. Well, so. not necessarily. The, the reasoning behind that specific trade I've, I've heard is that um, he wasn't. Uh, as far as the depth in their starting pitching goes, he he was last on the list basically, and he wasn't gonna gonna be able to to make uh, an impact the way they needed to in the in the playoffs for them. So they 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 went and got another another bat. So he's doing well for for St. Louis, but I don't I don't know that it's uh, hurting the Yankees yet. Although Harrison Bader is still injured, but he should be coming back soon. Um, my my follow up question though is 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 could they have done more? Because I think that uh, we we've seen that the prices for for uh, trades have been this this season at least have been pretty high yeah i think they could have done more but they would have lost uh at least one catcher and i think and i've said this before they're gonna trade kirk but it's not gonna that should be an off-season deal um and i think that they'd be fine with jansen and moreno but to get one to get a better trade at this deadline they would have needed to let go of probably Marino and then we we'd have Kirk and Jansen next year and I I'm not sure that uh, Kirk will have the year that he's having this year uh, next year like he's well, a we'll have to... good hitter but I think that now is the time to sell high well in the off season is time to sell high on Kirk and then you know maybe he works out continues to work out for whatever team that they trade him to but I think that there's enough promise to keep Jansen as the veteran catcher and have Marino as the backup. Yeah, well, like like the poll says, we'll have to wait and see uh, next year or this offseason how that goes. Um, but, like, you, you want to, if you're giving away a player like that, you want to have a um, some control, and I think that the the Mariners kind of jumped on that uh, with uh, with uh, Luis Castillo because uh, they gave away some of the top prospects. But let's go through some of the um, trades that the, that that uh, happened uh, for the Jays over the deadline. Um, they uh, sent. Uh, this is this is this would be one of those those depth 
reliever roles because they, they weren't they weren't necessarily top of the line relievers, but uh, they're not bottom of the line. They're kind of you know filling out. These are some meaty relievers, I guess you could say. They they sent uh, Jordan Groshans to Miami for Anthony Bass and Canadian uh, Zach Pop and a player to be named later. So um, I guess kind of the shine, speaking of prospects, the shine on Jordan Groshans had kind of wore off a little bit. He, I guess the, 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 the talk on him is that he lost some of his, his power and, and that, mm-hmm. that, that led them to kind of not... Uh, you know, rank him as, as as high, but you know, Miami kind of sees that as like a maybe a reclama- reclamation project. Yeah, and uh, Anthony Bass comes back for a second time with the Blue Yeah, Jays. I don't really remember the first time around, but I guess he's kind of a different pitcher. 2020, than apparently. Yeah. Um, and Zach Pop is uh, from Brampton, so yeah, uh, yeah. apparently uh, when they're expecting a, a big return for him uh, on Friday when uh, they come back to Toronto. So do you think they and, just did this trade for the ticket sales then? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> he gets, he gets, and I, I see that, uh, you know, player to be named later gets traded around a lot, in, uh, especially at this deadline. So he's yeah. moved around from a lot of teams. Yeah, uh, he's, he's, he's quite popular or not popular. I don't know. Um, so the second trade that they made for pitching, uh, they sent uh, right-handed pitcher Nick Frasso and left-handed pitcher Moises Brito to the Dodgers for Mitch White. Uh, right-handed pitcher who we saw on Saturday night uh, make his debut, and Alec DeJesus, uh, third baseman, who's, I guess, uh, kind of a low-level prospect for the Jays as well. Yeah, and it's always nice uh, to well, have... Not, no, for the, for the Jays now, I guess, for the... <laughs> yeah. um, it, it's always also nice to have some more fun facts about the, the players that we get. So we already mentioned Zach Pop being from Brampton. Apparently, Mitch White's aunt is uh, Juju Chang, who is a co-anchor on ABC's Nightline. So, uh, do you some... do you watch Nightline? I don't know. I no. don't know. You could be making this name up, and as far as I'm no, concerned. but I, I I looked it up, and it's it's uh, a a popular enough or a, a well known enough name that uh, Zach or sorry uh, Mitch White has a Wikipedia entry, and it specifically mentions uh, his aunt being the co-anchor yeah. of, of Nightline. So uh, they were talking about that in the pregame. Uh, yeah, I, fa- I saw that. Hazel I fast-forwarded through that, but I, yeah, I saw that for sure. Um, and then the, the last trade that they made, um, ma- well, major trade, they made a couple of other minor trades, but um, they sent Max Castillo, right-hander, right-hander Max Castillo, and utility uh, infielder Samad Taylor to the Royals. Uh, now this was the dramatic part of it for for Whit Merrifield, and everybody was 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 clutching their their pearls, as it were, because they because you know he was famously unvaccinated in the previous yeah. series that they played against the Jays. But uh, I think it was more of a situation of um, health privacy um, and also just kind of making letting him at least the optics of it make this come to the decision on his own. But what I, I actually heard um, that he was he got vaccinated earlier in anticipation of getting traded i could be wrong on that but i thought i thought i heard someone That's, say that say sounds that. about right but um i mean yeah the the teams couldn't say anything about it because of uh league privacy rules they had to let the player say something about it but yeah it was yeah. it seems odd that fans would think that uh uh the gms wouldn't look into this stuff until right on the trade deadline you know yeah they do they do exchange medical information and that's an, in, an important tidbit of med- medical information that they they uh would need to know uh prior to trading and as well like maybe they can't share that specific uh portion of the player's um health information but they they at least would need to know that going into the trade um so yeah um, there were there were other um big trades around the league um uh, over the past uh, weekend, and it was it was it was tough because I was tra- I was driving while all these these trades were happening, so I couldn't really keep up with it. And it was a very <laughs> a bit of a whirlwind after uh, Juan Soto got traded. Well, uh, Castillo was traded before the deadline. I mentioned that. Uh, yeah, uh, Luis last Castillo week. Uh, yeah. from the Reds uh, to the Mariners for Noelve Marte, uh, shortstop and shortstop Edwin Arroyo. Those are the their their uh, Mariners number one and three prospects overall, and right-handed pitcher Levi Stout, who is their number five prospect, and um, an unranked prospect uh, right-hander Andrew Moore. So that was that was the uh, the big. Uh, I think it was over the weekend or Monday that this trade um, happened. Um, and the other trade that I was talking about earlier was that the Padres acquired uh, Josh Hader, lefty Josh Hader from the Brewers, for Taylor Rogers. Um, Lefty, uh, left-handed Robert Gasser, outfielder Asturi Ruiz, and um, right-hander Dinelson Lamette. And interestingly, uh, the, the the Brewers um, released uh, or designated for assignment Dinelson Lamette like immediately after the trade. I think it was just a uh, 
making sure the dollars matched thing trade kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I hope uh, I hope left-handed pitcher Robert Gasser has a good fastball to go with his name. Oh yeah, um, that would uh, that would be good. Um, now, one of the targets that people wanted the Jays to to to, to try to get was Noah Syndergaard. Uh, he went to the Phillies to, uh, from the Angels for Mickey Moniak and Yadiel Sanchez. Uh, yeah, um, I mean, I, I think the Syndergaard would was kind of like a. Uh, a nice to have addition, but not really too important for the Blue Jays to get. Well, I, I would have taken him. Um, the Yankees, um, they got after uh, um, uh, after Castillo was traded. The next kind of big uh, starting pitching name was was Frankie Montas from the A's. So the Yankees got him uh, as well as uh, righty Lou Trevino uh, for uh, their number five prospect Ken Waldachuk, a lefty. Um, the number 10 prospect, uh, righty Lu- Luis Medina, lefty JP Sears and, uh, second baseman Connor Bowman. And these are all, uh, per, uh, rankings, uh, listed by, by MLB pipeline that I'm, I'm getting these off of, but they, um, yeah, they, they gave up a lot, a lot of prospects. No, like some of those, these guys like number 10, 20, 21 are kind of down on their list, but they had to give up some, some guys. Yeah. Um, I noticed Missing on on the list, um, I think. Well, I didn't uh, put every trade. I didn't put every no. trade. But I think um, Houston uh, they got a couple players from Baltimore, and they trained oh, yeah, Mancini and a catcher. Um, oh, they got the, they got um, Christian Vasquez from the uh, from oh the Red, Red Sox. Sox. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. They, 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 yeah, because their their catcher um, I guess just wasn't hitting very well. But yeah, they did they get Christian Vasquez and Trey Mancini. I think. Trey Mancini uh, has has batted pretty well, um, and and another guy that wasn't on my list of uh, Brandon Drury, the uh, the, the uh, Padres acquired, and he hit a, a grand slam in his, his first game as a as a as a Padre. So that was interesting. Um, before the the, the weekend, uh, the Yankees acquired Andrew Benintendi from from the Royals for Chander Chamberlain, Ch- Chander Champlain, and T J T J Sikama. And Beck Way, all all pitchers. So that was another uh, big acquisition for the Yankees. Some some different names coming up through all this. Well, why don't we uh, go through really quick the Twins uh, deals that they, they, they made did a some lot. more. Yeah, they addressed a lot of uh, a lot of things, and I think uh, I think they got a lot of targets that uh, Sherry Cerny wanted to see when I talked to her and last maybe week. Even the Blue Jays would have looked at like Tyler yeah. Tyler Maley from the Reds. They got in exchange for Spencer Steele, Steer and Stephen Hadjar and Christian Encarnacion Strand. So that, that was one target that the Jays could have used, uh, some starting pitching depth, and he, he debuted against the Jays. Was it last night? Uh, it yeah. Well, I don't know if he debuted last night. He definitely pitched last night. I think he debuted yeah. the game before. Um, they got Michael Fulmer from the Tigers. Um, he pitched Good. against the Twins and then against the Tigers in the same oh, series, right. I believe. Yeah, and and he's pitched a couple times already, at least against the Jays in relief. Yeah. Uh, and another pitcher, Jorge Lopez from the Orioles. I don't really know much. I, I think he pitched last night, and they're saying he's he's a former starter. Yeah, but he he did really well as a closer for the Orioles uh, this year. And a uh, quick note about the Orioles, and I think I mentioned this. I don't want well, I definitely mentioned this before. Um, the Orioles are are going accord exactly according to plan. They weren't really make, they aren't making a run for the playoffs. They are they're 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 sticking to the plan and selling the the players that need to be sold: Trey Mancini, Jorge Lopez, etc. Um, so so and they're still just, playing well according. And to, they're still playing uh, well, playing better than Boston. Yeah. Um, and it's weird though. Like I think uh, a quote from Boston before the deadline was that they were still tr- aiming on making the playoffs. So I'm not sure well, how that's, that's going to happen. Just, but yeah, win- window uh, shopping uh, or window painting or whatever you call it for for their fans. That's 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 not going to happen. Um, but um, yeah, and, and finally, uh, this was an interesting deal because of, well, there were a couple uh, intradivisional deal, but the Tigers aren't really competitive. But the Twins acquired uh, backup catcher Sandy Leon from the Guardians uh, for for Ian Hamilton, a righty. Um, so just interesting that they they uh, you know the Guardians are only uh, one or two games behind as far as the the, the central standings going, yeah. and they're trading a trading a catcher to them, uh, even though he's just a backup. But that's that's a, a key a key piece right there. Well, I guess the twins were just being really aggressive and uh, able to get what they what they thought that they needed from yeah. uh, from divisional opponents. So it's just interesting to to to, to see, and you know, I, I have this in our in our twins update, but I'll, we should talk about this now. I think it's just the White Sox and the Guardians. They didn't make any moves at the trade in. Like the White Sox, they traded Reese McGuire to the Red Sox, 
and the Guardians traded uh, Sandy Leon to the to the uh, to the Twins. So like they 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 didn't make any moves to improve, um, and they're all, they're well within reach of of the division, and that's really all that they can really hope for at this point because the the wild card is pretty competitive between Toronto, uh, Tampa Bay and uh, seattle well yeah and and in the central you have to win the division because as i was saying last week um if the twins fell out of the division lead they wouldn't be in the wild card spot either they'd be fourth i think at least yeah exactly so So. it's it's a pretty tight race and i you know i'd like to be a fly on the wall as to what the guardians and white Sox are, are kind of thinking here because um, they 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 definitely both needed to improve. Like White Sox are kind of uh, having injury problems, and 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 the Guardians just don't have a budget, I guess. But <laughs> you know, like they, they they could easily make a few moves um, and and be right in this and, and be competitive. But but I feel like the Twins really like went over and above and 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 really kind of put their their chips in as far as getting all the players that they could because one of the things that they really needed to do um was shore up their starting pitching because that was kind of a a weakness um i uh, we've also seen that their outfield um is also a bit of a work in progress with with a bunch of minor leaguers uh playing but uh the the, the pitching is really where they need to kind of um concentrate their efforts and they, and they did that yeah well there you go um well, I guess uh, we have some other Jays notes here. I already mentioned Springer going onto the injured list. Uh, yep. But uh, Matt Chapman, I heard about this one, but didn't really read about it. He won the Blue Jays Heart and Hustle Award. Uh, yeah, which... so I guess it's created by the Major League Baseball's Alumni Association in 2005, voted by the alumni and active major leaguers, and is presented annually to an active player who demonstrates a passion for the game of baseball and best embodies the values, spirits, and tradition of the game. So every, every team get, has a nominee and I guess uh, one guy wins it at the end of the year, but that was uh, Matt, Matt Chapman was the, was the um, winner for the Jays. And he's, he's been play, playing really well, swinging a good bat lately and, and hitting, hitting for a lot of power and, and making, making a big difference with his bat. And also, I guess with his, his actions off the field. Yep. And, and yeah, it's, it's his batting. I don't think he's changed anything. He's just kept uh, doing what he's doing and it's just finally, finally working. Yep. So hitting the ball hard. Yeah, and so we we saw, um, I guess, this past week, uh, their third-round draft pick, and I guess now he's kind of jumping up the, the rankings as far as top prospects go, but uh, Ricky Tiedemann, uh, he threw three scoreless innings in his double-A debut, uh, only allowing one hit and striking out uh, five batters. Um, it was interesting. I saw, the, I saw the replay of all the strikeouts, and three three out of the five were just caught looking. Uh, they were just, I guess, overmatched, and he had gave up one walk. Um, and I put a link to a tweet here. He faced 11 batters over three innings, and he, this is according to Ben Nicholson-Smith. Um, and he struck struck out five, allowed one hit. Yeah, so he had, he had he had a good debut in Double A. I guess they they kind of had shut him down for a little bit over the summer, but uh, that's that's just some good um, future uh, Blue Jay uh, news to, to to kind of look forward to. He'll, he'll yeah. maybe he'll he'll have a full season of Double A under his belt next year and, and, and move up next pretty quickly. And that's another name too that I think came up in a few uh, rumors or suggested trade packages as they would have lost. Uh, Tiedemann in in any big trade so it's good that they held on to him um well um he, he, i don't i don't know like a double a prospect if, if they're giving up you know that that's maybe the going rate that i'd be probably okay with them them doing that it's like last year when they what, what they did with with barrios uh they gave up a couple of good prospects uh and they ended up resigning barrios to, to, to a long-term contract so that was that's part of the cost and that that's that would be okay but uh it's just you have to find that right player and i think it's kind of like musical chairs all all the uh all the chairs were getting taken away pretty quickly and the jays uh were left uh sitting on the floor oh well um <laughs> Anyway, uh, so just a couple more notes before we look ahead. Uh, I just wanted to mention, so the big news a couple weeks ago was the Rogers Center renovation announcement. So I talked about that a little bit. But um, this week, um, well, Vanessa got free tickets to the uh, Ottawa Red Blacks uh, CFL game. And Uh I had only been to the newly renovated TD place once. And we sat on the north side at that time. But we got our tickets were on the south side. And on in one of the club levels and and also just looking all around the stadium like i feel like that kind of um energy so to speak like that you know people hanging out in in different spots like they had some lounge areas 
and just it, it's not just about sitting in the in the seats it's the, if you want to watch the game you have your seats there but if you know a lot of people go i think to to hang out and and socialize and i think that's the that i feel that uh, environment at TD Place is kind of what uh, they're going after with uh, the Rogers Center renovations. Well, and also uh, speaking of seats, um, like the outfield seats uh, on on the on the uh, in the in the foul territory areas, there they're actually like pointing them towards the field. So that's also yeah. a, a good a good good improvement to have. Um, and you have a note. You have another note about yeah. Their just my last note pictures. was. When was the last time the Blue Jays wore their uh, powder blue jerseys? Uh, That's a good question. I haven't seen them wear them recently. They've worn white, they've worn blue, and they've worn... Actually, I'm not even sure they've worn gray on their road trip yet. They've worn a lot of their blue, dark blue. But uh, Yeah, I wonder wonder, um, if... If maybe Ryu was the uh, that was like his 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 uniform. Yeah, of, of Manoa trips. wore wore the uh, powder blue That's too. True. So I no, don't I don't know. know. We'll have to we'll have to to, to, to take note. Um, and yeah, and other than the trade deadline, now there and and like I've been on vacation, so I've been following too much news. But the the big um, uh, MLB news uh, this week is the uh, Field of Dreams game coming on Thursday, um, August the 11th, and they've have they have it's the Cubs versus the Reds, two teams who were both sellers at the trade deadline and are not that interesting to watch so it's kind of uh, my comment on this game is is kind of meh I don't, I don't know that i'll be watching the field of dreams game this year um last year we discussed a lot about how you know it'd be good to 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 have the field of dreams games in other locations and especially if they're going to have these two teams it's going to be more about the story of the of the the field and and the history than the, the two teams itself and if they're just kind of I guess we'll have to wait and see, but if they're just kind of focusing on the, the history of the Cubs and the Reds, uh, I don't know. I, it's, uh, I don't, there's not much, much, much there for me for, for this, this, this Well, game. I guess aren't, aren't the Reds one of the oldest teams in baseball? They are so. the oldest team. Uh, the, I think they were established 1867 and the Cubs are also one of the older teams, but it's just, you know, like what, what are they, what angle are they going to, going to take on this game? Because they, I've, I mentioned before and other people have too, like, it'd be great if they could fo- focus on, um, you know, some like if it's Chicago, they could focus on some of the, the women's baseball in the, uh, during the war or, or like I said, like they could just pick a different venue instead of going to Iowa and, and picking these. I don't know why they picked the, the Cubs and the Reds. They could have seen uh, these two teams uh, not being that competitive. Yeah, I don't know what goes into the thought process of picking them, but uh, they probably picked them a long time ago, and uh, and not thinking too much of the um, the the standings or the quality of the team, but more. I I bet the uh, uh, ticket sales and the and the TV ratings for those. Well, the Cubs teams. definitely um, are in that uh, area as far as uh, their fan base goes. The Reds not so much, but yeah, yeah I think that uh, yeah, I think they actually did. Uh, it was leaked that these two were these were the two teams after uh, immediately after the the other field their dream game last year. Uh, well, let's look ahead for the Blue Jays. Uh, I just wanted to, before we go too far ahead for today's game on Sunday, the Twins. Uh, I just got a while we were recording, got a message from a friend of mine who is a Twins fan. Um, he uh, he noted that uh, that a couple of points why today's game should be interesting. Uh, he mentioned that uh, well, the Twins had to burn through. Uh, he says too much of the bullpen last night, and so there won't be a lot of fresh arms. And he's saying that. Archer doesn't usually make it past four innings. Interesting. Um, yeah, and but on the other hand, and I agree with him on this, um, Kevin Gothman, uh, he did not fare too well against the Twins back in June. On the other, but and then on the other hand of that, though, how many uh, hands can you have? On the other hand, there's only know. two. <laughs> well, on, on the other foot, then um, <laughs> he uh, he has improved a lot. Like that was that stretch when he didn't. Uh, there was a stretch in June where he didn't uh, play very well, but he kind of moved beyond that. So I don't know. We'll have to, It's very much up in the air, I think, of how today's game could go. Yeah, I, I read a, I read briefly an article before we started. I didn't read the whole thing, but the, the headline was like apparently like he has this journal and he started this maybe in the pandemic year where um, every before every start he write twenty times or something like that. I am a twenty game winner and just keep writing that and just to kind of get him into that uh, game zone <laughs> mode. So so uh, so I hope that he uh, did his uh, 
his his self motivation here, um, because yeah, we don't want him ending up in a van down by the river. Um, Definitely not. Um, well, um, looking further ahead, I guess so. Uh, we talked about Baltimore a little bit. There, they have is a three game set against Baltimore this this week, um, mm-hmm. and uh, I that one could uh, could be dangerous for the team. You, you never know how Baltimore is going to play this around right now. Although they um, did lose some some key players, Trey Mancini, um, yeah, uh, but they're they're still playing well. They're still over five hundred and, and ahead of the Red Sox. And, uh, uh, and then at the end of the week, they uh, the Yankees are coming to Toronto. I think this is the last series in Toronto for the Yankees. So this will be a pretty big uh, series and interesting uh, series to to watch for sure. Uh, are you sure? I don't know how much uh, how important the games versus the Yankees really are. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I guess <laughs> I guess you know just bring us the Reds. I guess right. Uh, okay, so let's check in with the Minnesota Twins. Uh, you did uh, all the work on this one. I, I I've exhausted all the info on the Twins that I have already. Well, there's been a lot of talk about the Twins this pa- over the past few days. We facing the Jays. Uh, yeah, they're 57 and 50, two games up in the AL Central. Um, interestingly, Dan Schulman in the broadcast he mentioned that the Twins haven't won a playoff series since 2002 and have actually lost 18 straight playoff games so could this be the year that they they, they uh break that that drought it i don't know because like if you look at the wildcard teams um you know uh the top two division leaders get a buy so so yankees and houston presumably will will get the buy and then uh minnesota would face the bottom ranked wildcard team which could be tampa bay could be could be seattle could be the jays that's a tough matchup uh no matter who they face um, yeah so, so they could they could be uh in line for 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 more playoff losses and, and another playoff series loss as well so but but it's it's get the the uh the the path to uh the the, the alds is, is is not an easy one and i i will actually just a note that came into my head right now is that uh so we know that there are a lot of uh sky is falling blue jays fans every time there's uh, something goes wrong, uh, but there's this guy did fall last night. Well, uh, for, for, to the fourth yeah, inning. Anyway, um, there's there's a lot of fans uh, of similar uh, perspective of uh, for the Twins because uh, I've I've been talking to a lot of uh, about a lot of Twins stuff on on Twitter recently to a lot of people and and a lot of the Twins fans at the trade deadline didn't want the Twins to make any moves because they're kind of already thinking, well, we haven't won anything in the playoffs, so what's the point? Uh, but they so they didn't want them to go all in or anything. So uh, I'm glad. Well, they, that... they, uh, yeah, they didn't necessarily go all in, but they made some pretty significant moves. They went but more they, in than yeah, the they Blue went Jays. more in. Yes, but here's the question though: Would you rather have um, a situation with the Blue Jays where they have you know like a, some 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 series wins scattered around over the past thirty years, or or just have the be be making the playoffs on a consistent basis, but not being able to win like the Twins? Like what 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 sort of how frustrating is must that be to watch the Twins play play playoff baseball and just they always come up with a loss? Well, I, I think you'd want playoff wins. So, uh, but I think what what the, those fans are saying are basically are like, well, you know, our team's not good enough as it is, so let's just work towards next year and that's that's the that's the mentality a lot of fans have because of all those playoff losses and uh and they're not seeing that their team is actually pretty good and adding to it is a good idea um, well, those probably are some of those same twitter twitter fans who are who are hashtag followers as opposed to actual game yes. play followers um, all right. Well, I think we've already talked about uh, your other note. White Sox and Guardians didn't make yeah, any moves yep. at the trade deadline. Um, so I think Minnesota is pretty locked in as the AL Central. Well, I, don't, well, I wouldn't say locked in because it's pretty close still. They have to like make sure that they, they, they win all the games they need to win. But uh, yeah, um, I, I'm, I'm just so surprised that the Guardians and the White Sox did absolutely nothing uh, to, to try to, to make up that those the, those two games but so so well maybe yeah. they're taking the twins fan the twins uh skies falling fans uh perspective and saying uh you know let's let's look to next year and not worry about uh about this year maybe maybe but uh yeah the, the, i think the twins have to be um yes you said locked in they have to be locked in and focused on on on, on winning every game that they they can from here on out because it's going to be a tough a tough stretch for them except for this afternoon's games the blue jays can win and uh, get the series split That'd be all right. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. Let's check in with the Ottawa Titans. Uh, they've been playing, I think, probably, I would say, they're like 500 baseball recently. Like they haven't, uh, 
they've had some pretty close games recently. Um, they they won last night, Saturday night. I can't. I think it was a six-five victory over the Sussex County Miners, and I'll get to this in a bit. That's a pretty important win. Um, but you have an interesting stat that you sent to oh, me. Oh, that's right. Well, they 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 tweeted this stat. I'll, I'll, I'll let the uh, Titans take uh, credit for this, but they are the only team in the Frontier League with four starters already at 70 innings pitched. So they, they've got some 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 uh, workhorses uh, for, for arms there. They're, they're yeah, and, and a lot of good innings. Evan Grills is their number one pitcher. He pitched last yeah. night uh, in the win. Um, and I guess Glenn went to a game on Friday Our night. brother Glenn, in case... In case uh, Anybody other than Glenn and and Krista are listening. <laughs> yeah. Um, so they they lost that game two nothing, which was I mentioned in our chat. Not a good night for Ottawa sports. Because uh, oh, the Red Blocks, blocks lost red, seventeen red blocks to three. Yep. Red Blocks. Did I, well, they basically the red, red were blocks. like blocks on the field. They didn't do very yeah, there much. You go. Uh, but yeah, Glenn says uh, we we asked him for a report from the game because uh, you know he can do the work for us. He says uh, not much to report tonight. A nice double play by the Titans midway through, evened out by a couple of errors. The beer was cold. The nachos were great. Perfect weather. And um, as I think is is wont to be for all all uh, Gowers, uh, speaking about transportation and, and parking and such, uh, he says a smooth ride to and from the LRT uh, on Friday. Very nice. Yeah, I, I think uh, I think it's uh, the stadium is in a very good spot, and it's it's disappointing that a, a lot of people in Ottawa would rather tear down the the stadium there and build a hockey arena or something. But uh, that's a that's a different topic. So the 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 Titans have a record now of forty two and twenty nine. Uh, they are three games back from Quebec for the number one spot, so they're second in the East Division, and they're one game uh, above the Sussex County Miners, who they're playing this weekend. So they have the third game of the series. Hopefully they can win this one this afternoon. Uh, mm-hmm. But I was looking up the implications of the standings because we're getting closer to the end of the season. Yeah, uh, I really have no idea how the playoffs work. So the, the playoffs, I, I looked this up. Um, the top three teams in each division, and there's the East and the West, uh, they qualify for the playoffs. Uh, the second-place t- team hosts the third-place team in a one-game wildcard game. Um, and so, let's see. From That's the divisional playoff format. So uh, if, uh, if Ottawa can continue to win and stay on top of Sussex County, they'll host a wildcard game in Ottawa against Sussex County. Here, here's a question that came to my mind, and I don't know if you have the answer to this. But if they go into extra innings, is it going to be like straight extra innings, or are they going to do that whole like uh, uh, de- offense versus defense thing? Uh, I don't. I don't see any answer to that uh, in in the uh, playoff format here, but uh, I'm sure we'll get some information once uh, the playoffs start. Um, my, my guess would be straight extra innings, but we'll, yeah, we'll and see. and that uh, that wild card game would take place on Tuesday, September sixth, um, and eventually the championship series going as late as September eighteenth, if necessary. Uh, but once the, after the wild card game, um, the winner of the wild card game face their division winners. So the winner of Ottawa and Sussex County would uh, play Quebec, and then in a that's in a best of three divisional series and then the championship uh would be between east and west winner and a best of seven okay so Uh, that's uh that's that's a lot of of information to 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 disseminate but uh yeah um interesting that's only a best of three um is it is it uh all, all three at one stadium or is it split like one 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 kind of thing um let's see um the first game, uh, so Thursday, September eighth, division winner at wildcard winner. Uh, the Friday is a travel slash rain day. Uh, Saturday, the wildcard winner at the okay. division winner, and then Sunday, if necessary, wildcard at division winner. So it's okay. So they do the they, they do the, the the home road split there. Yeah, and uh, and it looks like the same for uh, the same thing for the the best of seven. Uh, they got yeah lower. The lower seed hosts the first two games, and the higher seed. Uh, oh, actually, you know what? That means it's a best of you know one, two. It's a best of five for the championship series. I was oh, okay, wrong, but okay. the uh, so it's uh, best two of three seven. kind of thing for the for the for the breakdown as far as the home crowd goes. I yeah. guess if it's best of five, yeah, yeah, interesting. So that'll be um, well, you know, we're kind of 
we can't count our eggs before they they, they hatch or whatever. But uh, that is uh, a good uh, uh, preview to see uh, what is possible for the for the uh, Titans and be exciting for them to to, to get far in their inaugural season. So yeah, that, and cool. and they're not that far back from Quebec, but I think Quebec is like the powerhouse team of the East this year. So yeah, uh, as as long as they can uh, keep adding on games on top of the minors. Uh, and so winning today would be a huge, uh, huge for that. I think I haven't looked at the games played cause I, I know the Ottawa has missed a ton of games due to rainouts and they have some double headers to play. So I'm not sure if it's, if it would be an adding a whole game on top of Sussex County or just half a game, but, uh, yeah. we'll see. So I'm a little disappointed about speaking about Quebec City, though, because I, 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 on our road trip vacation, we we hit Quebec City twice, and both times we hit Quebec City, no baseball games uh, scheduled. So, so that's a little disappointing. Uh, but yeah, that's that. Uh, that's the update for the Titans. Uh, so now let's get to our our personal stuff to talk about. Yeah, and uh, this is relevant for today. Uh, the severe heat warnings. Uh, there's here in Ottawa, and I think most of Eastern Ontario. Uh, Western Quebec. Uh, yesterday and today, there was a heat warning in effect. I just got the notification again for today, I guess just to remind you <laughs> that there's still a heat warning. Um, mainly a strikeout for me because it uh, cuts down on the things that you can do. Like Friday night was a perfect night. Uh, Would have been great to go to the uh, to the Titans game. But because we had the free tickets to the football game, we went there. We were waiting until the last minute to decide whether or not to go to the Titans game last night, but it was still really hot out, so we decided not to. So, um, and we skipped out on a farmers market because we didn't want to stay outside too long. Like it's it's uh, it cuts out on a, a lot of activities, and it it yeah. does sap your energy a little bit. So that's my yeah. And out. with with the, with you know small children, they can't really uh, let them be outside for too too long because um, it would. Yeah, sap their energy for sure, and they you know they want to get outside. But uh, yeah, um, speaking of vacation and such, uh, my strikeout is getting sick on vacation, and it turns out we got sick twice on vacation. Uh, first round, um, I guess uh, the kids got uh, hand, foot, and mouth disease. So the second half of our of our trip in PEI was was spent kind of isolating in our in our cabin because that's pretty contagious as far as uh you know kids passing that on i think they probably <laughs> caught it at the water park uh, i was gonna well park. i was gonna suggest probably the beach uh, uh well no the beach is is pretty wide open and out, outdoors i think i think the either either one of the pools in the hotel or or the, or the water park is where, where they caught it and um so yeah, we we they, they ended up getting over that, but that was not fun to spend uh, indoors uh, with with some sick, miserable children. And then um, turns out on the last leg of our our, our vacation, um, I'm not sure who got it first, but one of us caught COVID in the in the hotel breakfast buffet because uh, yeah, Krista did a test last night and she's COVID positive, and the kids are. Leo's, Leo was pretty sick yesterday and is getting a little better today. And I'm feeling, uh, if you can tell by my voice, I'm feeling a little stuffy. And uh, you've been uh, hitting the cough button pretty often for me uh, in today's episode. So uh, we got uh, round two of, of family family COVID. And it was right at the end, tail end of our vacation because uh, Krista was supposed to go back to work uh, on, on Monday, I guess. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, that's that's not great. Luckily... Um, oh, I'll talk about this a little bit, bit later, but yeah, so that, um, yeah, getting sick on vacations is not great because you don't want to be, uh, confined and, and not feeling well while you're, while you're, uh, having the time off. Yeah, definitely not. Um, so, um, so my, my no decision for the week, uh, I should have mentioned this last week, but, uh, cause I saw, saw the movie, uh, the follow-up to Thor Ragnarok, which was Thor Love and Thunder. We, we saw that not last week, but the week before, um, I call that a no decision. So here's it's a it's a mini movie review. I thought that okay. uh, it was it was an okay movie, but there there were um, there were a lot of jokes that were quite overdone in the movie, and there's a lot of ni- parts where there's narration that uh, I think it was not necessary a- at all. But uh, it was uh, it was a pretty good movie. Uh, a Christian Bale plays the villain, and he did a really good job. Um, but uh, it's overall not the greatest movie, but it's not the worst way to spend your time in a the movie theater. 
did Christian Bale discuss uh, the, uh, the 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 greatness of the album Sissudio, uh while uh, in a battle with one of his enemies in this in this movie? No, no, he did not. Okay, he was pretty uh, psycho, though. I guess you could say. I see. Yes, he saw where I was going with that. Um, okay, so yeah, I, I've not seen that movie, and I probably will not see the movie because uh, yeah, let's wait till it comes on on Disney Plus. Well, uh, I, I, I that's know. how we watched the Doctor Strange sequel, and that one I I appreciated that one more than uh, than the Thor movie, but uh, that one was that Doctor Strange movie was uh, directed was by it Sam Raimi. Uh, it was directed by Sam Raimi, who is uh, he he does a lot of horror theme stuff, and there was definitely a lot of horror themes in uh, in the Doctor Strange. Yeah, movie, no, he's done so. like the Evil Dead movies, and also the Spider Man. Spider Man, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, so my no decision is uh, vacation themed as well. The uh, campground Wi Fi because it was not not great Wi Fi at all. Like you, uh, I, I, I even paid a little bit extra for the Wi Fi and we couldn't get a, a strong signal. And, and once you even go inside your cabin, the the Wi Fi is gone. So so as a result, you know I like to watch uh, baseball by the campfire or whatever, and we didn't get the chance to do that. You know, um, no decision because we also got to just spend some time by the campfire and and, and you know just. Not not watch baseball and and, and connect. See, that's that's what I was gonna say. Is that uh, when you're on vacation, then you know it shouldn't be all that important to uh, to have to be connected all the time, or not not important, but uh, it's nice to be connected to Wi-Fi. Nice to disconnect, I should say. Uh, but uh, we often leave our uh, phones and smartwatches behind when we when we do things when we're up north. So. Um, yep. unfortunately well, no, this... there are some weeks where we have to work while we're there so we can't do that yeah no but it's it's uh i i think that uh maybe it's a bit of a baseball addiction or whatever but i definitely uh uh was getting a little antsy without uh baseball on a regular basis i need i need, I need to see my, my 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 vladdy uh bat flips and things like that but uh no but it was it was good we got you know we hung out and made s'mores uh by that by the the campfire and uh um you know it was it was good all right. Well, my home run uh, is uh, just in. It's a general thing, but uh, it applies to the last couple of weeks. Uh, crossing things off uh, to do lists and and uh, finishing tasks. It's a very, very uh, uh, good feeling to be to finish something on your list and and be able to cross it off. And no, is it the physical ask of cr- task of of crossing it off or or, or no finishing. no no the, like sometimes just crossing something off can be very very cathartic and and well crossing something off action of it. you could easily uh easily cheat and just cross something off without finishing it so it's it's more the, the what's the point in that the what's act the of, that? of completing the task and and uh because sometimes it's also uh something i've added on a to-do list on my phone so uh, checking the box is not exactly crossing something off. So you could do the font uh, where it's like the, the strike through. But, but this this past week, uh, we we crossed a lot of things off our list that we needed to do. The past two weeks, actually. So it's uh, it's been very nice to to get things off our list that we've been working on for a while. The wedding invitation list is one of those things because I got mine this past week. Um, oh, that was that was a while ago. That wasn't the last oh. two weeks. So, so the postal office is just really, really slow. I guess you are also on vacation. Uh, after oh, that's it true. Out, so. That is true. That's a good point. That's, yeah, we haven't checked the mail for a couple of weeks. Yeah, no, that's that, yeah. Striking out things is, is good to, to 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 finish tasks and such. Um, so my my home run for the week, uh, COVID shots. Uh, I got my booster right under the wire, I guess, because uh, on Friday or Thursday I got my booster, and now I apparently have COVID. It, it seems. Um, and we booked Leo and Bo's, uh, first vaccine shot. Now, I don't know what is going to happen now because if they both have COVID, they, I think. You have to postpone it for like three months or something. Yeah, I think, but you know, they have, they have the, the, the built up immunity over that time. But, uh, I was really looking forward to getting them both, uh, vaccinated and, 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 and safe, but I guess we'll have to, to wait now and see. Uh, but, yeah. uh, yeah, well, it's we, nice to... we were going to get vaccinated back in July when we both got COVID. So now we have to wait probably till like October, I think for ours. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I got and I got my booster on 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 Thursday. Uh I was, you know, no no symptoms for me on Thursday. So so hopefully uh yeah, I I wasn't uh spreading it around and Leo came in and, and actually Leo, Leo uh helped me to be brave at the 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 shoppers drug mart. He uh, sat with me <laughs> while I got my 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 vaccine booster and uh he got some some gummy worm gummy uh, bears in, in in return. So so uh yeah, it's just nice uh you know over the over the past couple of weeks 
they opened up the uh, the Moderna shots for the kids aged two to five. I think it is, and, and nice to be able to to what uh, when they're eligible uh, get them vaccinated. Yeah, that's that's very nice. And the kids can be a little self serving, get themselves some gummies. Exactly. All right. Well, that's uh, that's the end of another week of Blue Jays talk. Uh, not not to be confused with Jays talk, which is uh, the official uh, Sportsnet podcast. I think. Or we could just have a podcast about the letter J. Yeah, J apostrophe S. So is is that like if the Blue Jays were to come out with an alternate cap, they would put a J with an apostrophe S, like the O's no, no, no. or we, the A's? No, we we would just talk about things that start with the letter J, like jumping and I don't know. Now that I'm thinking about it, I can't think of any words other than jumping. Uh, 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 jury, uh, jury. Yeah, we could talk about juries. We could talk about what other things start with J. I, I think those are the only two words that start with J. So it's a very I short think, podcast. But uh, I think I'll I'll let you uh, I'll let you start that podcast. I'll I'll, uh, I'll I can leave that in your hands, and I'm not going to worry about it. Okay. All right. Uh, well, we will. Uh, I guess we'll try to record next week. I guess we'll see how how you're doing. Whether oh, I should be better by then. I'll be uh, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I'll, I will be recovered from COVID and. Uh, I, the one thing that I can do is is watch television inside the house. So that is one thing that I will be doing this 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 week, watching Blue Jays baseball. Well, there you go. Uh, so hopefully the Blue Jays can pull out a win this afternoon. I'll probably uh, that'll be part of uh, our our Sunday afternoon tradition where we uh, finish our grocery shopping and then uh, put the Blue Jays game on so we can have a nap. So I'll probably miss uh, the bulk of a couple of innings at least. And I will be tuning in tonight to. Assuming the kids don't uh, have have a bad evening with with the COVID, I, w- I will be tuning in tonight to the Dodgers and Padres Sunday night baseball matchup to see some uh, Juan Soto Manny Machado uh, action taking place. Well, there you go. Hopefully, everything works out for all the teams that we are rooting for. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> except except for the Twins, we're not rooting for them this week. No, that's right. All right, I'll see you next time. Bye bye.